This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Over our head here on a feel-good Friday, even though this happened five days ago, and still celebrate our Super Bowl championship. Is everybody on board with that this morning? Yes. Hannah, you on board? Of course. Marsh? How about them Chiefs? Then let's do it. Travis Kelsey last night. He's on the Jimmy Fallon Show singing uh, a duet. Really, not that bad. Kick it! a feel-good Friday here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Awesome. Stephanie, isn't that awesome? <laughs> the only thing that would have made that better uh, is if uh, is if Jimmy Fallon did not join him in that duet. <laughs> the only duet we want is Jason and Travis Kelsey. Aww. Yeah, sing, singing the line, Mom threw out your best porno mags. So, and when I thought of that, I thought my head was in the same place. John, it must be a guy thing, because that's the line in the song. you got to fight for your right to fight. I'm thinking, man, why isn't Mama Kelsey up there? Singing that line. Welcome into the show. One more quick note from the uh, parade, and then we'll check in, see what everybody's feeling good about here on a feel-good Friday. So there are some impactful stories we are going to cover here shortly. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Jalen Watson uh, apparently had, listen, they were all having a good time in the parade. Everybody gets a free pass in situations like that. New Year's, some events, uh, (laughs) and uh, parades when your team has won a Super Bowl. Uh, But apparently... Uh, uh, the cornerback, Jalen Watson, had a really good time. And just needed a little bit of help. <laughs> and so somebody goes, hey, Jalen, uh, let me take the beer for you. And I uh, have a seat in this uh, chair that has wheels. <laughs> and we'll wheel you to an Uber. But he actually tweeted it out, a picture of himself, and basically said, you know, had a little bit too much fun. and But he got so much <laughs> ribbing from his friends. Like, oh, you didn't go out like that, man. And like, oh, you didn't have a championship level liver, dude. Um, so the tweets in response to him. But he kind of told on himself, like, eh, I overindulged today a bit. I saw a really great clip of Patrick. And, of course, Patrick was on top one of, on top of one of the buses that was open. And he was looking out into the crowd. And one of the fans tried to throw him a football. And he's like, yeah, you know, come on, throw it. And the, it was a bad throw, right? It didn't get anywhere close to him. And just the look of pure disappointment on his face while he's also <laughs> trying not to fall over on top of this bus is hilarious. The best video that I saw of the parade was Trav, uh, Patrick Mahomes in front of this giant crowd ducking into one of the porta pots. And then he came out, the crowd just cheered and hilarious. I don't know if I'd shaken his hand immediately Ugh. afterwards. That's when you know you're big time when when you come out of a little green Johnny on the spot that fouling up the whole area by its smell. When you step out of the Johnny on the spot, standing ovation. People cheer you.
Now, Brandon, we know that you said that you no longer watch SNL, but big news yesterday. Are you going to be tuning in on March 4th? March 4th, big day. Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey is going to host SNL. I think a lot of people in Missouri are going to be tuning in for that. The man can dance. Like, he has, he's got some moves. So I hope they highlight that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tune in. He is uh, TikTok's most eligible bachelor uh, yeah. the last couple weeks. The he, girls have been drooling. He looked good. He was decked out in all black last <laughs> night. I got to tell you, on Jimmy Fallon, um, he, he looked really good. And you know what's interesting here? Because uh, I know when, when the whole thing about stand or sit for the national anthem and all the people where I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I'm not, And I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore. And I do like to watch SNL sometimes. It's obviously very progressive, but it's still funny sometimes and it is just comedy that's all it is i don't get triggered when they make fun of my politics i just don't i'm cool with it um but how many of of those same people uh, seriously i'm not poking fun but i'm just wondering aloud how many of those say i'm never watching the nfl again how many of them were watching the super bowl on sunday how many of those 113 million people that did watch the super bowl how many of those people were people said i'm never watching the nfl again and how many people have said, I will never watch SNL again, are going to be watching it on March the 14th? March the 4th. I was close. <laughs> March the 4th, Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Could cool be. thing about Travis Kelsey, and I heard one of the commentators talk about it, he was like an all-state quarterback in high school. Huh. And that's why, and, and so there, there's a lot of flexibility with him on certain plays in the uh, makeup. And then this, so one of the plays uh, was towards the end of the game, but was when the Chiefs started making the comeback. They were, I don't know, on the four or five-yard line. Patrick Mahomes said, uh, I called the right play, but the players didn't line up right, but still made a, a touchdown pass to a guy, and all of a sudden, I forget his name, but it was like his, his only touchdown catch of the entire NFL season, and it was a key touchdown in the Super Bowl. Feel good Friday. What do y'all feel? What are you grateful for today, Steph? Um, You're here. Yeah. yeah. I'm not feeling the best. I haven't been feeling the best yeah. the past couple days. So, and I'm grateful um, you'd go out of your way and, uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 and foul up the whole studio. With you know, y'all had it in December and somehow I, I managed to, to not get it, but now I've, apparently I've got it. So. Hannah, what are you feeling good about today? I'm excited that next week is our big radiothon. It's Yay. our <laughs> it's our Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. It starts next Thursday and it wraps up Friday at six PM and we'll get to see the big total and I think they told us we've raised over three and a half million dollars for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, over the years, so I'm really excited to see what we can get accomplished this year. Phyllis Nichols, State Farm, Wendy Sprouse, Monig Industries, some of the folks that are helping us out this year uh, with our annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. Mr. Marsh, what are you feeling good about today? I'm feeling uh, good that the Kelsey brothers are still on speaking terms almost one <laughs> week later. Yeah, I don't know how you handle this situation. Uh, like that. My name is Brandon Rathard, phone number 874-9390. What about you? I mean, we got to, there was a picture on the Facebook page of you not in flip-flops. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we can't see his feet. <laughs> what was going on last night? We, we couldn't see your feet. I hope you weren't wearing flip-flops. I, I told you no flip-flops. This is this close because it was snowy and icy as we're walking into this first responder services, which is just a remarkable new organization, by the way, did a big event uh, last night to support 
uh, first responders, not just police officers, EMTs, 911 operators, firefighters. It was an amazing event. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Mike Keogh was there. Dr. Moon Choi was there. Chief Jeff Jones, Gabe Edwards from Ashland, Centralia's police chief uh, was there. Uh, fire chief. How'd you get invited? <laughs> he knows Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> but know- you, were, you had the whole getup, like a bow tie, the vest, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, it's the same getup tuxedo that John and the, I'll be wearing tomorrow night john what are we doing tomorrow night we are going to the jefferson city heart ball and uh watching the the proceedings there and big auction and all to raise money for heart research in mid-missouri yeah so it was a cool event it was and it was really because this is the first time they've ever done this event and you know when you try to do a big event like this and it's the first time it's kind of like fingers crossed i love that whenever you post a photo of yourself all dressed up Inevitably, we get at least one comment asking about your footwear. <laughs> Melvin came through last night. He said, Brandon, did you wear shoes? <laughs> I know. It's a thing. Uh, the Georgia Pro, we've been talking about this. Uh, some, I, I think, um, I don't know if, if the word, I don't know if it's stunning, if that's the right word, but a special grand jury investigating efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And I know people get mad at me, but I got to be honest, and I have been honest. I followed that train for about four, five, six weeks, uh, followed it more. And then uh, finally, my conclusion was there is nothing that has been able, nobody has been able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there was this this conspiracy amongst people to commit fraud to the point that Donald Trump uh, would not win. Nobody has been able to prove it. There's nobody. Uh, and I wish I wish it were true. Believe me. I'd sit here and pray to my God as I understand my God. Please, God, let there have been fraud. Uh, we need there to have been fraud. There is nothing simply that shows there was anything that happened on a level that would have uh, overturned an election. So in this report, a majority of the grand jury believes that perjury may have been committed by at least one witness who testified before it. Uh, but they're not naming names. And they're saying there's, for some of these crimes, the evidence is compelling. Now, the DA's office has said it interviewed 75 witnesses, including Trump allies like former chief of staff Mark Meadows, attorney Rudy Giuliani, The report also revealed that the grand jury found by a unanimous vote that there was no evidence of voter fraud in the now no evidence of voter fraud in Georgia in the 2020 election that justified Trump's attempts to overturn it. Uh, So it's always the cover up that gets people. It's the perjury. It's the lying. It's not the actual doing. But a lot of people get hung up on not telling the truth. And it sounds like they think they have evidence that at least one person, I think they interviewed 75 people, at least one person they think wasn't telling the truth. And the best example of what Stephanie is talking about, Bill Clinton, he didn't get in trouble for in the White House. He got in trouble for lying about he get in trouble for the thing with Monica. He got in trouble because he lied. Maybe that's what we were. That sucks. Maybe that's what we were seeing here. Hannah is a winner of the week coming up 835. What do you have in the daily DC rundown? Uh, Stephanie Bell. Yikes. Can we recover from that? Uh, Wow. I love when I can say I told you so. And the Supreme Court is going to let me say that today. Uh, They took some action yesterday. Uh, They didn't decide a case, but it's still a very big thing they did. 
that coming right up. So why is Stephanie saying, I told you so? And why is Hannah, well, you know why Hannah's getting points. Uh, why Stephanie is saying, I told you so. We're doing that five minutes from now. On a- this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Fetterman confirming he was released from the George Washington University Hospital Friday afternoon. Yeah, but that was a week ago. We have new information this morning relating to John Fetterman, who, and again, the setup here, uh, there was a lot of buzz around this guy because of health issues because of his stroke and you could see it on the campaign trail like this dude doesn't look right but people are so afraid of conservative stuff let's vote for this dude anyway he is back in the news this morning that's getting us into today's daily dc rundown with stephanie bell fetterman has checked himself into the hospital for clinical depression he says it's something he struggled with his entire life um but feels like he needs medical treatment uh now and you know his colleagues in the senate were really praising him saying hey you know if someone of this status can come out and say something publicly, um, then maybe it will encourage others who are struggling to get the treatment that they need as well. So overwhelmingly bipartisan support for him, um, you know, and we wish him well in getting better. And that's one of those, and and I'm the same way, especially, you know, I think everybody knows if you're a listener to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, you know how seriously we take mental health issues and how we're very open about it at times. Um, But I think some of these politicians are being too nice. And I hate to say that because we're dealing with something that is such a such a touchy, uh, real, powerful subject, by, is something I've been affected by over the years. But I think some of these politicians are being uh, too soft on the guy. He, and he got, and I love, he did get bipartisan support. There was one senator in particular who really came out, like, really backed him. I thought it was interesting. We'll find out who that is coming up at 635. Now, we heard earlier that uh, Feinstein, uh, Feinstein isn't going to run again. Um, and what is she going to be? A 90? 90. Yeah. Uh, but there are other people who are also weighing whether or not they want to run for re-election. Um, that one being Mitt Romney. Uh, he's taken a lot of heat. Uh, he's, uh, you know done some things that not everyone in his state might agree with, uh, but he is currently 75 years old, which I don't think I knew. Um, he was that old, but he is currently weighing re-election. He was asked about uh, re-election. He said, you know what, I'm, I'm just keeping my options open. Um, and we know with Feinstein, you know, people had already announced that they were going to run, a, you know, challenge her before she announced. So, uh, you know, all eyes are on that. It'd be a big deal if he decided uh, not to run. Um, also a big deal, the Supreme Court yesterday said it's not going to hear arguments on March 1st. It had scheduled the Title 42 arguments for March First, And if we remember what Title 42 is, it's that border policy. It's the Trump era policy. It was being challenged, but it was all on the basis of a public health emergency. And it was all on the basis of COVID. And if now everyone agrees a couple of weeks ago, Biden and everybody else said, oh, guess what? We're going to end the emergencies. Um, and so the government filed a motion and basically said, hey, the case is going to be moot. And, you know, the Title 42 uh, was based on the emergency. If the emergency goes away, it goes away. Now, the court didn't dismiss the case. It just said, we're not going to hear arguments on March 1st. Now, we'll see what happens. But it is significant that they pulled it from the docket. And here is where you get to say. I told you so. Because, you know, and same goes for student debt relief, you know, and we talked about how conservatives can't, you know, have to come to terms with if the emergency is over and you you agree with that and you say, yeah, no COVID, then we get one good thing, which is hopefully no student debt relief. But we also don't hey, get hey, title. Hey, hey, we also hey. we also don't get title 42 because it was also the basis of the emergency. So we kind of knew this was coming and we talked about the potential. So, yeah, I told you so. Says our 22 year old college grad there in the background hey, 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 and fist bump, by the way, right. for the I told you so. All right. We've also got, uh, I guess, a small tank plant in Ohio is producing tanks 
for the Ukraine war. It's it's it says Lima, Ohio, but I wonder if it's like Milan. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Looks good in the kilt. But it's hard to look good and play ain't it, sir? <laughs> Imagine taking that shirt and pulling it down to your waist, pull your pants down the ankles, and try to look intimidating, sir. Comedy of Tim Wells. Uh, is Prince Charles' kids still uh, traipsing around the nation, uh, going on any media venue they can find to talk about how they uh, don't get privacy? Are they still doing that right now? Just a question. They're on the book tour, right? Yeah, on the book tour. And it seems like they're going, we just don't get any privacy at all. And, uh, uh, welcome to the show. Feel Good Friday edition of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, joined by Stephanie Bell. Good morning, Chef. Good morning. Uh, there's John Marsh. Happy Friday. Amen. There's producer Hannah. Hello. Uh, 874-9390. this morning. Winners and losers of the week. You can send us. We like the local stuff, too. 874-9390. Todd, by the way, on the text this morning. This is interesting. So Stephanie and I had a... Uh, <laughs> we were doing some research on the enunciation of words, actually. Yes. And thank goodness, Todd is helping us out. We were talking about a town in Ohio because there's a couple of towns in Ohio. One of them is making news, by the way. Well, two of them now. Yeah, two of them. Uh, But one of them is the town of East Palestine. You better get the population right. Oh, my gosh. You left the show yesterday. I got blasted because I gave the wrong population for the town. And I don't know if the dude was being funny or what, but he blasted me. Be accurate and quit spreading misinformation. I'm thinking, he's being funny, but, uh, like, he was offended. Like, I was intentional. I was lying about the population of a town for nefarious purposes. How dare you? Where's Nina Jankowicz when you need her? (laughs) Should have been fact-checked. So, we're talking about the town uh, uh, East Palestine. And then there's another town from Ohio in uh, the news. Which I would have said it would have been Lima. That's what I would have said, too. Ohio. Um, it's a small town. It has a plant that is producing tanks that are that will then be shipped over to Ukraine. So a bunch of important army people were over there taking tours of the plant, getting ready to uh, produce those. Um, but Todd has said, nope, it's Lima, just like Lima Bean. And I always love when people come to Missouri because we've got <laughs> Versailles and Milan and Nevada, all of them, you know, and so you just never know. But Ohio's at least got two, Palis- Palestine and Lima. I'll, yeah, love. Bring some. Come to Missouri, especially some of the southern parts of our state, and check out the New Madrid fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, so the uh, so that's why uh, the Lima, or Lima, and East Palestine <laughs> uh, are in the news this morning. And those people, I'm starting to like. I'm guilty of this sometimes. I see a story, national news headlines, train derailment, Ohio. They spilled some nail polish or whatever the chemical is in there. And John knows more about this than I Where's Erin Brockovich when you need her? She was on. (laughs) She was actually on the TV. I think she was on Fox last night. Okay. Wow. So the the train derailed. And John, what what did it spill? You would ask me again. It was uh, some nasty chemicals, potentially, but not like deadly. Pretty pretty hairy stuff. Hairy stuff. And it. Then they had the fire and the explosion and all, and that was what spread it. And, boy, boy, the folks in that town are, you know, pretty on edge, understandably. <laughs> so right now, this morning, and it's 740 East Palestine, Ohio time, 740 in the morning, there's folks, they're not sure about drinking the water. They're, like, pulling the tap, like, 
I don't know if I want to drink this. But the biggest thing, and isn't this with so many things? Communication, communication, communication. They had a town hall the other night. The railroad, Norfolk Southern, they wouldn't show up. They're not showing up. They're not no ownership of a mistake that they very lightly made and just nothing. People just want want answers. And I want to highlight, this is a montage of, uh, of people talking about this. And as I heard it, the only ring, reason I'm bringing it up, last night, Cosmo from our Y107 morning show, Cosmo and Kat and I, we were at First Responders uh, big event, and a lot of the folks in, in Columbia, and there were people from Ashland and Centralia, from Jefferson City, Mike Kehoe, Lieutenant Governor, he was there. But I'm telling you, besides first responder services, one of the biggest topics of discussion last night, no kidding, no exaggeration, the Columbia Public School District. Fred uh, Fred Perry, who's a former presiding commissioner in Boone County, wrote a, a, a very well thought out piece on his Facebook page. It kind of lays out. Hey, here's all the problems, and he talks about how uh, uh, the people that they just don't do well with criticism. We've got the Jaws who she gets upset. Uh, she she says uh, we're being critical. No, nope, just facts. Uh, you have a superintendent who will not leave for the betterment of the town. You criticize him. You're being racist because he's black. Fred lays this all out. But I'm listening to this. This is people in Ohio. And as you listen to it, and they're talking about, like, what's going on, communication, communication, you could just as easily play this and go, these are people locally in mid-Missouri talking about the Columbia Public School District. It's unbelievable. Are you most concerned about the fact that there's very little information being given to the community? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know they're not telling us everything. How frustrated are you at the situation right now and the failure of what it appears to be people's the lack of response i'm very upset with it their lack of transparency through the whole deal um is unbelievable but the biggest scare is you don't know what's going to happen in the future and and you just don't know you just don't know couldn't all of that we're not getting any information like all of that that could just as easily be parents of kids in the columbia public school district Talking about John Fetterman. He's apparently he's hospitalized. Remember, he's the guy who ran for Senate against Dr. Oz, and he had a stroke. People said, hey, maybe for your health issues, and they propped him up, and he was out on the campaign trail. And I don't know necessarily that I blame the guy as much as the people around him that propped him up, and then the people in Pennsylvania that actually voted for the guy. Last week, hospitalized because he got lightheaded, got a little dizzy. Got out of the hospital, and now he's checked himself right back in. Yeah, he uh, checked himself in for clinical depression, said it's something he struggled with uh, most of his life, but it came to kind of a head where he felt like he needed medical help. Um, and overwhelmingly, support from his colleagues in the Senate saying, yep, we're glad you're, you're getting the help that you need, and we're glad that you're public about it. Maybe if other people are out there struggling, they will follow your lead. And I love that stuff. I'm a big believer in it. I think everybody knows here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, we've, we're always, when we're very open about that. We're always encouraging. There is nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I need some help. Now, sometimes we go through stuff. You know, we get bummed. The weather, I know people sometimes are affected by the weather. Uh, one of the reasons I uh, I wonder about the climate change sometimes. By the way, the climate has changed. The way that the world is industrialized over the past 200 years, there's no way that it cannot have changed. But change to the point that we're going to die tomorrow if I don't buy a Tesla, don't buy into that for a minute. 
But the other thing I think when it comes to climate change, like I used to not, I used to not be a believer of like seasonal affective disorder or whatever. I don't like the fact that we give it a name, but definitely I can tell winter months if I'm not is active and it's cloudy and stuff. Like every I'm like, oh yeah, about this time every year I do get kind of. And it used to be February every year, but now it more it's like it happens in March. So I think it is climate change. <laughs> I notice it when we get like that one sunny day in the winter and I just notice like how much my mood improves if I could get outside and walk and I get a little bit of vitamin D and the sun shining. Um, what day was it this week? Like two, the one that it rained all day and it was cold. Oh, that bums me out. Yeah. And it's because you know, your body needs a certain amount of light, vitamin D uh, and all that stuff. So I don't. Uh, it, so with John Fetterman. Uh, I think it's great that he's getting help and people, including Ted Cruz, like Ted Cruz really came out and said, man, I applaud you for doing this. And I do applaud him for doing that. But then the cynical part of me wants is he really having other. See, I'm, I'm buying into all this stuff. I'm not taking I'm not taking what's being spoon fed to me, at least questioning. Could it be like he's he really got looped up by that stroke because he was just in the hospital last week and now he's back in again. But we'll call it depression because that way who's going to criticize a guy or the people that voted for him, unbelievably voted for him. Who's going to criticize a guy for going to seek mental health help? Maybe it is still. Uh, I think they said, you know, they talked about the doctors said it too, was was aggravated. His depression issues were aggravated by the stroke. Could be. Um, and he's been in, so he's been in office for what, 30, uh, not even 20 days at this point, right? Would have been sworn in in, in January. Mm-hmm. So, what, 27 days that he would have been in office. Hopefully, uh, he's okay because, and here's the thing, and I know a lot of people, even sometimes when I have the conversation about mental health, here's what I hear a lot um, just get over it. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Put on a pair of boots with straps. Stand up. Try pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It it is physically impossible. Literally impossible. You can't do it. Uh, And I get that. People, uh, it's just, and sometimes it is that. Sometimes we just have a couple of bad days strung together. But then there's other times, and, and, and people don't understand, we'll get over it. When there's a real problem in your head, and what's your, in your head or your perception that's your reality. Yeah, I think, um, you know, until you've experienced it personally or experienced it with someone in your life, like figuring out that like the mind really can play tricks on someone to make them believe things that aren't actually true. Um, it, it's really hard to comprehend as someone who doesn't have, you know, as someone who's never encountered that or someone who maybe doesn't have those thoughts, it's hard to comprehend that. Yeah. Um, but to see it happen in real time or in real life, um, and someone to be so convinced that something untrue is true, uh, it, it's hard to witness and it's hard, you know, and, you know, I've seen people, you know, be shaped by, you know, medication and, you know, that, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, but I do think for a lot of people, it's just, they, they're not saying pull yourself up by the bootstraps because out of an unloving place, it's just, it's hard to yeah. c- comprehend that someone could believe something. So, and someone that maybe, you know, that for a long time has not experienced those types of thoughts or, you know, and, you know, it, and so for, for someone to, it's, it can be temporal, I guess, right? So you can know someone your whole life and they could seem, you know, 
what people would say normal, having mm-hmm. normal thoughts, and and for a moment, you know, have these other thoughts. And so I think people just can't comprehend what, how those changes occur or why they occur. And I don't know necessarily that the doctors know either. So I don't think it's unloving, but I think it's hard to comprehend for a lot of people, um, and and it's hard to process. But I'm I'm glad Fetterman is getting the help that he needs. <laughs> and so and if you know somebody who's you know if it's beyond bummed out and you don't like have nobody to call. You can call us. We're always happy to take your phone calls. 874-9390. 874-9390. Coming up a few minutes from now. Uh, I want to find this is just a, a quick right-hand turn. Uh, what's this sound? I get it. I mean, I- Wait, that's not the sound I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of some guy talking. Duh. Oh, that's what that is. Uh, please do not play anything from the murder Winnie the Pooh movie, please. <laughs> okay, I... We can we can skip that. Uh, actually, let's skip what we're going to do next because, man, I can't find uh, I can't find the audio. Let's do this. Coming up five minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Love the sound. Dodge Charger Daytona SRT. Uh, that's an electric vehicle. <laughs> It really is. Does it have the speaker in the hood? It's got... And it's like... Which is just so weird with these electric cars because the government is forcing you. They're forcing automakers via, via big tax breaks to drive electric vehicles. Uh, and I don't like it, but I, I that's the way it's going. And people say, well, it's not... It's, it's, the battery's too expensive. It's too heavy. I know. And I'll go back to VCRs were too expensive. Nobody was going to own VCRs. Cell phone, the big cell phone. Oh, we're never, ever going to be able to carry a bag phone around in our front pocket. All of these things improve and change. And that's why I believe the, uh, it's all going to be electric uh, one day. And I'm not saying I like it, but that's the way it's going. And I get, yep, there's a lot of big challenges right now, but it's going to happen. They are going to work their way around it just like they did. Remember when man talked about, we're going to fly to the moon. People said, have you lost your flipping lid? And now we did so much, we don't even hardly go anymore. Hell, but people are going. Like, you almost hitch a ride into outer space. It's so easy. For sure. So I don't see it being any different with uh, electric vehicles. But I do find it incredibly weird that, so you, 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 you buy an electric vehicle and you want to be green and conscious, but you want people to think you're a badass by putting some 30 sounds in a speaker that plays out of your truck for people in traffic to hear. John, I don't get that. And I know you're into cars. I don't get why you'd buy an electric vehicle and then make somebody think it's something it's not. Yeah, I remember when the the electric vehicles first came out. It's not funny. The Bureau of the Blind nationally petitioned Congress to require the uh, the manufacturers to put some kind of noisemaker on them so blind folks didn't step off the curb and get mowed down by a quiet vehicle. That's an impressive story, actually. Uh, welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. That is the impressive John Mars. There's producer Hannah and Brad and Rathard, Steffi Bell. Uh, first time ever that a rock song. It's interesting. If you get to playing around with stats on the YouTube where you can watch our show, search Wake Up Mid-Missouri. But you can search like most watched videos of all time. And then you can break it down into most watched music videos of all time. Hannah, what would you have guessed for most watched music video of all time, maybe? Well, I know at one point, Maybe a couple years ago, it was the Gangnam Style song. Gangnam Style. Yes, and it it was. Um, 
But now they're breaking it down. And then there's videos like David goes to the dentist. He was a little kid that goes to the dentist, and he's still high on the pain meds, and he's coming home in the back seat. How about the one with Charlie bit my finger? Remember that one? Classic. But for the first time, a uh, a rock video has now surpassed 2 billion views. There's videos from, like, Taylor Swift, and I think they have, like, 500 billion views to kind of give you some context here. Baby Shark. Oh, yeah, that's actually Baby Shark is still. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> I love Brad Trinago. Uh, I will always hold. He's the one who introduced me to Baby Shark. Uh, right now, most watched music video of all time. Sure. For the first time ever, a rock video song has surpassed 